Ruthless Dungeons and Disasters podcast with your hosts, Courtney and Burke. Welcome to episode four, Don't Lick Two-Tone Tony. Today is, oh my God, I don't even know what day it is. I don't know what day it is either. Uh, it's Monday, August 6th. Oh, there you go. Monday, August 6th. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I can't look at you because then I turn away from the microphone, so this is going to be awkward. We're not huh? recording in our usual closet. <laughs> As Courtney <laughs> likes to say, I like spending quality time with you in the closet. In the closet. All right. So we haven't recorded in a while because I was on vacation. Yeah. Thanks for taking me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and you might hear some weird random noises in the background. We're not, in, as I said, we're not in the closet. We're uh, in my living room. So probably, people might show up and who knows what will happen. But all right. So we left off with, they made a bridge. And you and guys left. left and you left town. Yep. We left town and then we followed a path and we made our way towards Phoenix. Which we didn't know was Phoenix at the time. It was just a dot on a map that vaguely looked like a person dying in a flame. Tim's great at art. You sound like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we made our way, and there was... I forgot what I was going to say. I really forgot. Oh, there was a fork in the road. <laughs> there was a fork in the road. I know, these have been so long ago. <laughs> yeah, they have. We are so far along now. I mean... We've already been back to visit Danford at this point, and we're just leaving now. Oh, that's right. It's not Davenport. No, it's not Davenport. It's Danford. I messed up, guys. We didn't visit a couch. There's no, <laughs> no couches were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so there was a fork in the road, and we decided to take one way, and then it was getting to be dark and the kids that we had taken with us were getting tired, so we decided to settle in, and we kind of settled in off the path in the middle of like a little valley between some hills so we set up a put our wagon there and set up a little kind of makeshift area to sleep in and very learn so, some know, spells a camp yeah shut up <laughs> <laughs> um very learned some spells well she didn't learn some spells she like ritual casted before she went to bed and did some um, research and stuff and we each took turns taking watch so I took watch first and I sang everybody to sleep so oh, you're so sleep. nice yeah thanks did um, you pickpocket them while I slept I did not you missed an opportunity no I didn't at this point I'd already stolen all of the gold and silver from the party oh, okay. I mean put it for safekeeping in the <laughs> cart in the stagecoach, which I still keep trying to call a station wagon, <laughs> which is not what we had. <laughs> I mean, at this point, with all these children, it pretty much was a station wagon. Um, so I have my bardic song of rest, so I used that. So they all went to bed. Because Vary is an insomniac, so she actually can't sleep unless she rolls high enough to sleep. So my um, song helps her because it gives her extra points and stuff. So, sang everybody to sleep, took first watch, nothing happened. Very took next watch, 
and did some research while she did it. And she found some berry bushes, which was cool, except for then she didn't tell any of us about them. She put them in some jars and hid them in her cloak. And then she went to sleep and Lily took the next watch. And in between every watch, Tim was rolling for All right. like encounters. And so he rolled like a one on my watch and <laughs> like a four on Barry's. And then he rolled like an 18 on Lily's, like as soon as she took over. And so <laughs> she was on corn chip and uh, had her kid that she just adopted, but with her. And so she was pretty much safe anyway. But a land shark, land shark, just tore through our camp, busted through underneath the wagon, which unfortunately is right where Zarina was sleeping. So it it ate her. Ouch. Yep. Like her bottom half in the shark's mouth. And uh, so we had to roll initiative and we got into combat. And my first move was to wake up, which means I was disoriented. Ugh. So when I asked Tim, the DM, what my character saw, my disoriented state, I pretty much was on uneven ground, which felt a lot like the ship's deck. And there was a shark swimming around and it had one of my teammates. So instinctively, I took one of my tridents and just threw it full force at the shark, which would have been awesome. Except for that the shark was made out of stone. So it just kind of tink <laughs> right off the side. So we were fighting the land shark and Zarina was dying. <laughs> It was just a mess. We were all sleeping. We were trying to. So I mom voiced and told pancakes to protect the kids, which worked. <laughs> He's got an intelligence of three, but he got it. He got it. So he rounded up the kids that were by him and took them, surprise, surprise, to the berry bushes on the ridge. He was like, this is a safe place. Food. <laughs> <laughs> so he took them up there. Unfortunately, Ping, um, Zarina's child, decided to try to help Zarina because she had taken her in and um, ran towards the land shark, which, and she made her attack move and failed. So luckily she didn't get close enough to actually get hurt. Um, but Vary had just cast a spell and that spell had exploded an icicle shard on the land shark and unfortunately Zarina and Ping were both caught in that uh, like crossfire so that was the day that we found out when that did 18 points of damage that was the day we found out the children only have two hit points oh jeez <laughs> so, so Ping got shredded and not in like the good super jacked kind of way <laughs> <laughs> So, um, luckily, Zarina was dead, unconscious for that part. So she didn't know that Vary was the one who... Does she know now? Uh, Zarina does not know. Kenzie, who plays her, does. Oh, okay. But Zarina, the character, does not. So the whole party's like, shh, don't tell her. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. But if Vary's getting on her nerves, we do threaten to tell her. (laughs) 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 So... um, 
yeah, so Ping, unfortunately, was shredded. We took care of the land shark, and uh, Zarina has a very nice Miss America scar from, like, one shoulder to one hip, like, slash from where the land shark's teeth were. Um, so we got her out, and everybody was like, oh, cool, combat's over, we're going to bed. And they were like, man, we're not going to be able to sleep after this, so why don't you use your song of rest and sing us to sleep? And I said, okay. And I said, I don't know how well it's going to work because I already used it once, so I went ahead and rolled, and Very gave me some inspiration, so she rolled. And her roll plus my roll ended up being so high that I instantly put everybody in the camp to sleep. Like, deep unshakable sleep. I would have had to like vigorously shake them all to wake them up. So it was just me awake and a dead land shark corpse. And uh I didn't want to leave that there. Right. Cuz blood in the water or land. <laughs> so I decided to use my canteen. Oh yeah. This is, is this the first time you use the canteen this then? This is the first time I use my canteen. My canteen is a Everfull canteen, I think is what Tim called it. Um, it basically never runs out of water and it has four settings. And the first setting is like cool mountain spring water. And the second setting is like warmish, salty ocean water. And I, at this time, have no idea what the third and fourth settings are. So instead of, you know, figuring out what those were, right. <laughs> I decided to play it safe and go with the first setting, which is just cool. Or no, the second setting that's salt water because I was like disinfectant, whatever. And I basically just put a pool of water around the shark and then used my shape water cantrip to kind of float that water away. <laughs> so cleaned up all the blood, got the shark away, whatever. I followed it and put it in like a couple valleys over. And uh, at that time, I rolled perception to see if there was anything that I could loot from the shark. Wasn't really sure because it's a shark. It's not like it has pockets. Um, however, its teeth were made out of diamonds. Nice. Nice. So that's how I found out that I'm a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, well, I was using my dagger to try to pry them out. And then I realized I have my lock picking set, which has a set of pliers in it. So I used the pliers, and I was just pulling shark teeth. So we rolled, and I got, like, almost 20 teeth, I think. So I still have some. I use them to barter. It didn't really work well in the surrounding towns, because they were like, this is a land shark tooth. We have hundreds of these. And I was like, oh, well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I got some of those, and then I cut it open and got some cool stuff out of there too i got some gems and some coins and whatever that had eaten so i didn't tell anybody about those of course not no why would i i'm a pirate um so i went back to camp and i I went back to camp and i went to sleep and then the next day we got up and we started on the road again that was boring again sorry i'm sure that's what the kids were doing we had what five kids with it oh four kids with us you're like the von trap family yeah we didn't have five kids with us anymore we had Four kids and a dead body. Uh, Zarina didn't want to leave Ping behind. A shredded body. (laughs) shredded body. Just, you know, loose dangly pieces. Yeah. So, well, so Zarina didn't want to leave Ping behind. So 
Tim decided that Ping could be in one piece. Oh, nice of him. Nice of him. So Zarina basically put Ping on her back and like strapped her in in like a kid carrier type thing. Like so, a Yoda thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly like a Yoda thing. I'm going to tell her that now. Um, Does she still have Ping? <laughs> she does, doesn't she? Oh, she does. Oh, my God. Mollified. She doesn't ever strap to her back. Oh. She got her cremated. Oh, there you go. Say hi to Ping. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will learn about that later. Uh, I say you guys because you also don't know about it. No. Nope. Say hi to Ping. Cheese. Um, <laughs> she got her cremated. So that'll happen. You said cheese and I'm hungry. I'm sorry. I don't have any cheese. All I have is notes. Lots and lots of notes. I know. We got to get through them all, too. Yeah. So we made our way to Phoenix. On our way to Phoenix, there was uh, like a broken down wagon, it looked like, in the road and some people around it. And so we were a little wary of them. Um, But it turned out to be the amazing Mumford, who Lily had already met once previously when she was trying to escape from the town and potentially leave us behind. Is there a band called Mumford and Sons or something? Yes, there is. Good job. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so he's the amazing Mumford and his clay golem who most clay golems are like one solid type of clay and this one is two. two Two-tone Tony. (gasps) Don't lick two-tone Tony. I don't remember why we were licking him. I mean, we weren't. Don't lick him. But I don't remember why we thought about licking him. I think it was to find out what kind of clay he was. Zarina was like, you can tell what kind of clay it is, like, where it came from based on, like, what it tastes like. It's like a science thing. And I was like, well, don't lick him. He's a person. (laughs) (laughs) And then he had two zombies with him and a skeletal warrior. So... We said, where are you going? And they said, we're going to Phoenix. And we went, whoa, us too. That's when we found out it was called Phoenix. (laughs) We were just going down a road. So we went to Phoenix and we got to Phoenix and they closed the gates because it was after dark. Mm. And they closed the gates at dark. And I said, let us in. And the guys up on the wall said, no, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) No, he really said that for realsies. (laughs) And uh, we were like, come on, let us in. And there was a bunch of people outside. I don't know why we thought they were going to let us in. And they said, no, fuck off. We'll let you in in the morning. We're like, there's land sharks out here. And they said, yeah, we know. (laughs) We'll let you in in the morning. (laughs) Duh. Why the gates are closed. (laughs) Why the gates are closed. So uh, I was decided to you know experiment with my water a little bit so i poured some water on my canteen and made myself a little bubble and then i used that bubble to like climb up the wall like reverse condensation dripping right like when water drips down the wall but i used it to go up the wall were you in the bubble or just i was like on top on of okay. the bubble yeah it was like a bubble elevator there you like go. a water elevator so i tried to do that and i got up to the top and i was like fam let us in and then that's when I found out not only did they tell us to fuck off, they also had fuck off sticks. When we approached our DM and said, wait, what's a fuck off stick? He said, a fuck off stick. Fuck off. And kind of pointed it at us. It wasn't actually. It, gotcha. It's kind of like a spear. 
with like a harpoony looking yep. end. I think Which like a halberd for you. No, not for me. Like a halberd? Is that what I'm thinking? I don't know. Polearm? I don't know. I don't know. He showed us a picture. He said, this is a fuck off stick. And we said, okay. So now every time we run into those, we just call them fuck off sticks. One of our children has one now. Um, that comes later. So I, I got down. I, I wasn't going to mess with no fuck off stick. So we waited till the morning. And in the morning we went in. And it was like a big festival going on in the city. There was shops and um, like performances and all kinds of stuff. So we kind of split up. Split the party always ends well. For those of you who are just starting D&D or interested in starting D&D, always, always split, split the, the party. party. <laughs> Fuck with your DM. <laughs> Unless your DM is a jerk. Douche. We prefer douche. Oh, okay. I almost said it, and then I took it back, and then I realized we have an explicit podcast, so I'm yep. allowed to say it. And you've already said fuck how many times? <laughs> fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> so we went in, and we kind of split up, and I decided we needed rations, and the kids needed supplies, and Very wanted to find some cool uh, daggers... Because she just learned this new spell that she could use them for if they were all metal and she didn't have any metal. Because all we have is bloodthorn daggers. Right. From the unicorn corpse. So we kind of split up. Um, I went and bought each of the kids a backpack, a bedroll, a candle, some Wait. clothes. I thought the bloodthorn sword was from the unicorn. The bloodthorn sword was from the unicorn corpse, but it was growing like a bloodthorn plant. So they had collected the seeds and she threw them in her urn, which was already full of blood. So it was growing little bloodthorn daggers. Okay. See, we didn't know that part. Oh, okay. Well, that's, it's been happening. So it was like growing a little plant. So she cut all the daggers off. And uh, so we keep them in a chest. We have a gold chest, a silver chest, and a bloodthorn dagger chest. People don't mess with us. So. Nope. Uh, yeah, so we had pancakes and the cart. Oh, the cart was totally exploded from the land shark thing. Exploded because it swam underneath it. So really, pancakes was pulling like an H frame. There was like four wheels and like a beam in the middle and part of a floor. But there was no walls. <laughs> there was no top. There was nothing. Um so we just kind of had a, like a blanket thrown over our chests and the kids were kind of sitting on the cart watching it. So it really wasn't a cart. We really don't have anything else to call it, though. Right. He was pulling a mess. <laughs> um, so while I was getting supplies, our chests got broken into because the children got distracted, as right. children do. And it got broken into by, like, little dragonborn children urchins. And Lily was not okay with that. So she decided to hunt down the urchins and take our stuff back, which was mostly just gold and silver. No, copper and silver. They didn't get into the gold chest. Oh, that's because I had already stolen all the gold. Right. I'm following along. I know where I am. <laughs> um, so they stole... 1,776 copper points and 1,083 silver points, which really wasn't that big of a deal because we still had over 7,000 of each 
after that. <laughs> she decided to hunt them down, so she giddy-upped, giddy-upped off into the sky on corn chip. Giddy-up, if, for those of you who don't know, makes his flames get bigger. So she kind of set fire to a couple tents, streaked off across the sky, and a bunch of palace guards on magic carpets chased after her which was cool because that meant there was magic carpets here oh that's right right so i hunted down the place that had the magic carpets to see how much they cost and they cost way too much (laughs) (laughs) i mean they're magic carpets like i get it so um the woman selling them was named brawm and she was she seemed like a fairy lady um she was had like these cool wing tattoos on her back and she definitely there was something about her that I found very charismatic and charming but because I'm a siren it didn't really affect me as much but I could tell that she had some sort of charisma oozing off of her so I attempted to bargain with her it didn't work she tried to seduce me to buying work. all of her rugs. It didn't work. And that's when you both realized, oh, you're both magic. Yeah. I was like, hey, we should bargain. And she was like, huh, my magic's better than your magic. And she kind of unfurled these glossy wings from her back, which came from her, like, tattoos. And all of the doors on her tent, all of the, like, tie backs were just like... Whoo- and then it was totally dark and it was like just me and her in the tent and she tried and then I was like okay so cool but no (laughs) and then I was like hey so cool appreciate the effort but my kids are outside so I kind of got to keep an eye on them so if you could open up the tent again that would be great (laughs) and then I think she realized that it wasn't going to work so uh, we opened back up the tent, and it was hours later. What? So it had totally kind of worked. <laughs> <laughs> it was hours later. Um, the children were at at the... Wait, were they? When you told me this before, this is when they started um, trading things in. Right. So they, they were at the cart, except mm-hmm. for one of them. And I didn't want to wait for that one. That one was but, but I knew that Lily would be really mad if I didn't wait for him. So we decided to go towards the place where the children had told me that they had been going, which was the fence. The fence. It sounds official. It does. Not like a fence like you can't go here. A fence like give me your shit and I'll give you cooler shit. We started going that way and we ended up finding him. Mind you, these are six-year-old children. One of them is seven. Most of them are six. Six Six-year-old children. Loose in a city after being kidnapped from their families and then kidnapped from those families after watching those families die and be flooded (laughs) and disappear. (laughs) They've had a rough couple days. Oh, yeah. They're kind of tattery clothes, kind of dirty, but, like, they're our kids and we're proud of them. And we've given each of them a bloodthorn dagger after the land shark thing. Right. So, but comes back and he's wearing a gimp suit, a plague doctor mask, a cloak with a very tall collar, like a vampire cloak, and has no bloodthorn dagger. I have no idea where this kid went. 
I have no idea how long he's been gone because I was seduced by a fairy demi goddess. I found out when she tried to seduce me. Um, Which took hours. Hours. Alone apparently. in that tent in the dark. <laughs> what can I say? I find an attachment in every port. I'm a sailor. <laughs> Danford, Sweetums. Phoenix, Brawl. <laughs> We're in Chicago now. I need to find another one. <laughs> I have no idea where this kid went. I All I know is that Lily's going to be very mad when she gets back and finds out his dagger was gone. So, seduction, gimp suits. It and seems no, like a and full no day. Dagger. Yeah. And no dagger. And the kids just wanted food. And we had rations. They were kind of sick of rations. So we wandered around until, lo and behold... We found an IHOP. <laughs> IHOP. If you've ever taken your children to IHOP, or you've never been a child taken to IHOP, as a single character, single mom-ish person in this case, Mom Hara, if you will, I should not have brought these kids into an IHOP. No. But it had a stable where we could keep our owl bear. Oh, I thought you were totally going to say where we could keep the kids. No, where we could keep our owl bear. So we parked our wagon mess and our owl bear, and we threw the rugs over the um chests. Yeah. And we went in IHOP. Go crazy. Do whatever you want. And uh, they did. They went crazy. All you can eat pancakes, sprinkles. There was a lot of sprinkles. It was it was like an IHOP mixed with a Chuck E. Cheese kind of place. So, you know, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I mean, I could get into the IHOP. I don't know how much nope. time we have left. I think that should be our next episode. We should cliffhanger it here and make the them IHOP? wait. Make them, they don't even know what they're waiting for. No, but they're going to. All right. They're going to wait. All right. So that's what you got to look forward to on the next episode. IHOP. Yep, IHOP and... Is it an International House of Pancakes or is it something else? It's it's an International House of Pancakes. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear my son in the background. He's an International House of Pork Chops. <laughs> I mean, we have sweet potatoes. Why not? Sweet yeah. potatoes a child. We're well, not and really, it. that should be your next animal's name, Pork Chop. Pork Chop? No, we have Tin Can. Okay, another animal's name, Pork Chop. We don't need any more animals. Oh, oh, oh. And make him a drag queen one. A drag queen animal? Pork chop. Oh, Victoria right. Parker. Okay. Yeah. You say that like I'm supposed to know. You are supposed to know. Oh, I'm so this sorry. This is me we're talking about. <laughs> That's fair. I brainwashed all of my family into drag race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and some of your family's significant others. Yep. Looking at you, Callie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's what you get in your next episode. This is Bert. And Courtney. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Facebook at Chaotic Useless Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or other podcasting services.